Welcome back to Half the Battle. It's me, Daniel Levy, your host, and Sean Carey Tattoo, your co-host. We're going to be talking Yair Rodriguez versus BJ Penn. BJ Penn in 2017, Sean. Well, he's back. He's motivated, I've heard. He's ready to go. Is, is there rumblings about something else about his personal life on the way out right now? I know you weren't just on Twitter, though, were you? Nah, man, I was in the gym. What happened? I don't, it, it sounds like there's information about him that somebody was going to release an article, but it's not really about fighting, so they're deciding whether or not to release it. It, it seems unclear, but it seems like more personal life problems for BJ, which kind of kind of fits. So, oh, is, it, is this old news? Because I heard something about that uh, not too long ago, actually, but I heard it got dropped. Are we talking about the same thing? The the thing with the girlfriend and all that? Yeah, yeah. No, this is new. I mean, honestly, there's no point in me even bringing it up. Because what it sounds like is that somebody knows, a reporter knows something and is deciding whether they want to actually say it or not. Uh, it's one of those, it man. It doesn't have anything to do with the fight. There, yeah. There, there, seems to be a, so. there seems to be a lot of that lately. Yeah, but, you know, I'm just fucking proliferating it by being like, yeah, something's wrong. Well, what's wrong? Well, I don't know, but, you know, okay. But most likely, dude, something is wrong because when you get BJ Penn in this situation, we've seen him get close to a fight before and we see what happens. You know, it's like the idea of him self-sabotaging isn't fucking crazy, is it? You know what I'm saying? Like him doing something wild, is that would that be crazy? Definitely not. <laughs> no, but, I mean, to me... I don't care if this is the best BJ Penn we've ever seen. It's just like I was there when he retired in 2011. And then you know what happened after that? He came back and he retired again. And you know what happened after that, Sean? He came back and he retired again. So, I mean, this dude's retired on three separate occasions. And, uh, you know, when we get to our main event breakdown, we'll talk about why he retired on three separate occasions. But uh, first up, man, we got Tony Martin. He's minus 280, and the comeback on Alex White is plus 240. Now, when I lined this fight in my head, I was like, you know, Alex White plus 115, plus 120. So when I saw that uh, plus 220, I didn't even need to watch film, and I took that shot. And then I watched the film, and I was like, man, maybe I should have put more than one unit on Alex White because let's talk about his style real quick. Firstly, he's a southpaw. That already makes you really tough to deal with. He goes forward the entire time. He's tough as hell. This guy is so damn tough. And in my opinion, he's gotten better every single fight he's had in the UFC. Even in his losses, they were very closely contested competitive fights. The biggest, uh, you know, mark on him is that, uh, you know, the biggest flaw or issue, I guess you could say, is that from time to time, he does put his chin straight up in the air. But... To me, man, I mean, he actually does have some decent head movement when he decides to get that going. It's just that he needs to ease into the fight. But, man, his hands are good. He's well-rounded. And more, most importantly, like I said, he's so damn tough. With Tony Martin, the biggest criticism for him has always been that he looks like a world champion in round one, and then uh, he looks for the door in round two, you know? And it's happened more than once. Now it's happened against some very good fighters, such as Leo Santos, Benny, Rashid, you know, there's no shame in losing to the guy, those guys. It's just the way that he lost to those guys. You know, it's, it's one thing to get caught by a punch. It's another thing to be dominating and then to quit. Now, I spoke with Benil Dariush, and I asked him specifically, what do you think it was, you know, with, with Tony Martin? Like, what, what do you think the deal is? What Benny said to me, Sean, was he thinks that 
Tony's got this issue where he, you know, this mental issue where he's just like, he thinks that it's not working and then he stops doing what was working earlier. You know what I mean? It's, it's a weird mental thing, man. And interestingly enough, in his last fight, he kind of put it all together because, you know, he actually lost the first round then he had a battle back and, uh, you know, win the, win the second and third and finish the fight in the third. So he showed that maybe he patched up that part of his game, but at the same time, that opponent was, uh, you know what I'm saying, a UFC debutant from Brazil in the USADA era. So I don't really hold too much stock into that victory. I still see some of the same holes. And I think that Alex White, with his uh, forward-pressing style, he's a southpaw, he hits hard, I think he can give Tony a lot of problems. Now, there's the whole thing with with Alex moving up a weight class. And I actually think that's really good, man, because he was already a huge featherweight. So now he's not going to have to cut as much weight. And uh, we see with guys like Poirier, Gastelum, and uh, Whitaker, they're having so much success moving up a weight class. So when I heard Alex was moving up, I, I think it's a great idea, man. And I think his toughness is going to prevail. Now, you know how we talk about uh, fifth-round Robbie Lawler? we got to talk about uh, first-round Tony Martin. But after the first round, he's not the same guy, and I think that's going to be evident here. And let's bring up one more thing. The dude just had neck surgery. Yeah, I know he's doing interviews saying that he feels better than ever. Chris Weidman was also saying he felt better than ever. Too many red flags with, with uh, you know, Tony Martin's mentality as it is. But, I mean, was do you think that, do you think that Chris Weidman's neck surgery played a part in him losing that fight? Nah, but you got to bring up every single factor possible. And I'm going to bring that up because, I mean, dude, neck surgery is no fucking joke. You know what I'm saying, dude? Oh, oh, yeah, I agree with that. But regardless, let's say he didn't have the neck surgery. I'd still be going with Alex White here, man. I just think he's got way more will to win, and that's going to carry over here. He's way tougher than Tony Martin. And uh, you're going to be surprised when they're roughly around the same size in there. Because I know a lot of people think Alex is going to be smaller than him. I don't think that's going to be the case, man. And I got Alex for the upset. I'm very surprised by the line. Plus 220, I thought, was a steal. It's currently plus 240. So have at it, man. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I basically agree with you. The, the line is way too much now. As far as me lining the fight, the, the opener was pretty much accurate. Um, but I never circled this fight as a possible bet. The only thing I circled was the under, but I was uh, I didn't like that one either, so I, I'm totally passing. I don't trust Alex White. I don't think he's very good. I think that, A, if Tony Martin is just the one-round Tony Martin, that's an extremely dangerous one round for Tony Martin or for Alex White. I think Tony Martin could put, him, put it on him enough to finish him, could put it on him enough to win the second round just off of damage landed, uh, there's a lot of things he can do. Now you're talking about, you know, maybe did he put it together his last fight? I, I don't think. Um, okay, maybe he looked better in versus the ways that he's looked bad in the past. I still don't think he's looked great. I think that maybe if he was to put it together in the future, that he'd be pretty dangerous guy. He's obviously got talent when he's at full strength. But you're talking about mental issues. That those those definitely look like mental issues to me. It's not just gassing. You know what I'm saying? The guy looks like he's in good shape, and it's always the same kind of predicament that that he all of a sudden gasses. So it's it seems like more of a mental thing. And I uh, I don't think that people get rid of those. There's some examples of people getting rid of those, but I think once I see that in you, I kind of stick to that until. It's totally proven wrong. 
Um, I don't think that's proven wrong yet, but I don't trust Alex White enough to go the other way, so I'm going to leave this alone. If I have to pick somebody, I would pick Tony Martin early. I mean, it's definitely a mental thing, like you said, man, and like Benil Dariush said, it's like Tony Martin, he he thinks it's not working. So, yeah, we got to be careful in that first round. I mean, Tony's got slick jujitsu. He's big for the weight class, good boxing, but uh, I think Alex is tough I can't. To I can't blame you that. for the... I, that's right. I, I don't. I don't blame you for taking the two twenty because this could easily go the way that you think it's going to go with with him. He does okay. Alex White does catch an ass whooping in the first round. Then you know what happens from there. You know what I'm saying? It's like is Tony Martin finish him or is he too far ahead to to have that predicament happen to him again? I I don't know. I just don't trust Alex White enough to to weather and win. But he could you know he could absolutely weather and win, and I think. Plus 220 is off, but uh, I, don't, I don't like him enough to, to bet it. I mean, I had to play it just based on the line, but then when I watched the footage, I got more confident because the guy's going to come to fight for my money. So if he gets caught, he gets caught. And that Lucas Martins fight, you know, it was one round apiece going into the third, and he got caught. It is what it is. The Clay Collard fight was a very closely contested decision. I know people are like, oh, he lost to Clay Collard. It's like, dude, Clay Collard isn't as bad as you think. I mean, the guy took a short notice fight with Max Holloway. Fought very nicely. It was a very competitive fight. I mean, Max whooped his ass, but he took the ass yeah. whooping like and a man. And he's 19. He, he took it like you a man. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, he's a kid. And, you know uh, what I mean? Then he, then he goes in there with Alex White. You know, they had a very, very close fight. And uh, Clay Collard also, you know, he, he lost to Gabriel Benitez. I mean, Benitez is no fucking slouch at all. And I actually thought Collard won the Tiago Trattor fight. So in my eyes, Collard's not that bad. And that was a good-ass fight if you go back and watch it. But then Alex really stepped it up in that Artem fight, man. He outstruck him for three rounds. And, uh, man, he wobbled him. He whooped that ass. And now moving up to lightweight, not cutting the same amount of weight. Plus, he's the tougher guy here. And he's fucking plus 240. All right, man. Got to go for it. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. And next up. No. You know what? Let, let's skip the bad. Let's get right to Frankie Signs, who's minus 145, and Augusto Tanquino Mendez, who's plus 125. Now, uh, Frankie, I mean, he's he's a D1 wrestler. He's tough. He's relentless. He's gritty. But, man, I feel like he kind of got into the UFC a little bit too late. You know, he's kind of aging a bit. And, uh, you know, I don't want to call him a one-hit wonder. But, you know, I don't think he's going to have a better performance than he had against Yuri Alcantara. And that was just such a perfect style matchup for him. But when when you beat a guy like Yuri Alcantara, it's a big deal. Because, I mean, you know how fucking dangerous Yuri is. You know, if, if you're not going to fucking grind that guy out, he's going to take you out in the first round. So the fact that Sainz was able to do that is a big deal. But the thing is... If you're going to take down a guy like Tanquino Mendez, I mean, this is legit jujitsu. I mean, you watch his fight against the champ, Cody Garbrandt. As soon as Cody got him down, right away Tanquino's attacking for Uma Plata. I mean, this guy on the mat is as slick as they get. And, uh, you know, he took that Cody Garbrandt fight on like a week short notice, so he was kind of soft going in there. One could argue it was an early stoppage. Now, I'm not saying that if they would have let it ke- uh, keep going that he wouldn't have been out cold because I, I'm pretty damn sure he would have. But... I don't think he was actually knocked out. That said, man, he took that on short notice. He was kind of soft. Now I think he's going to be coming in there ripped. And Frankie Sainz got his life changed his last two fights. I mean, the Uriah Faber fight, that to me, 
was kind of like Frankie Sainz title shot, man. I mean, he went out there, he gave it his all. You know, Frankie, I mean, excuse me, Uriah almost finished Frankie in that first round, and man, Frankie survived it, and uh, Uriah put it on him so hard that he gassed out, and then it became a competitive fight. But I think that's kind of, that was that was the last big performance from Frankie because the next one against Wineland, you know, uh, a post-prime Wineland, Wineland uh, dropped him every single round and then finished him in the third, man. And it was kind of, it was, it was a rough one. So I'm actually going to go for the upset here, man. I got one unit on Tanquino Mendes. This is more of a leap of faith than it is me being super confident. I'm more confident in Alex White than I am in uh, Tanquino. But I think this is a good spot for someone to show up in their sophomore appearance, have a better performance. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if Frankie tries to take it to the ground, I think he's going to get submitted. And on the feet, I think it'll be uh, rather competitive. So I'll go for the upset here. Sean, one unit. I am uh, on the other side. I like Frankie Signs here. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand the angle. And the idea that uh, Signs could be falling off the cliff and that the Wineland final was it, that could be true. Um, the idea that Signs is in the UFC too late, that's not conjecture. That's fucking absolutely true. I think signs, you know, if the age was right and he got started younger and he got here younger, uh, he probably would have been a pretty special dude. And I'm not really ready to to rule him out as, as finished in this point. It's not like he's got a lot of miles on him. Uh, what he does have is, is a lot of grittiness. He's tough. He doesn't give up. He attacks in multiple ways. He's got a lot of weapons in there. Uh, his striking is not bad. Uh, his wrestling is definitely good, um, but what we're looking at most here is volume and, and grindiness. Um, I don't really subscribe to the idea that that uh, a hotshot BJJ guy outside of MMA necessarily is going to cross over into a hotshot BJJ guy in MMA. You don't see it a lot. And when you do see it a lot, it really takes some time for the guys to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, no doubt that, that um, Mendez can grab something. Sure, that, that can absolutely happen. But I, I think that Frankie Signs will be safe on top. And standing, which I think the majority of this fight takes place standing, I think it's just volume and just better striking from, from Signs the whole, the whole fight. Uh, a lot of jump knees to close the space, a lot of dirty boxing, a lot of cage push, um, maybe some takedowns. Maybe he pulls out if it gets ugly, he gets in some trouble, he pulls out and stands back up. But I, I think he's going to be in control of this fight for the majority of the time. Um, and I, I also don't think that Mendez's striking is, is horrible either. But I think when this is a fight, when they're, they're, they're really fighting, it's just, you know, so one guy is gritty and been in there with good guys and just one guy hasn't. And he's, and he's looking for one particular thing. This is a, a varied guy with multiple weapons with a lot of volume against uh, an unproven specialist at this point. So uh, say what you will about signs that could be true. Uh, we could find that out. But uh, right now he's the better fighter. And at that price, uh, I love him. So I've got him in a parlay with something else later on the card. Well, they've both been in there with good guys because, I mean, Mendez was just in there with the champ. However, Frankie's actually beat good guys because okay, he, he got the W over Yuri. This is true. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Like, like his, his good guy was 
a last second fill in where he was the sacrificial lamb. You know what I'm saying? That's a kind of different, like, uh, Frankie signs is competing, you know what I'm saying? Like going places. He, he, he was inadvertently thrown in with a good guy, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the same thing. We will find out Sunday. Yeah. They- I hate that it's Sunday. Why can't it be Saturday? Sunday's bullshit. Hey, you know what? Normally on Sundays, I'm like, man, I wish there was a UFC today. And I'm all depressed about, you know, it's that post-UFC uh, hangover. You know what I'm saying? So at least uh, now on Monday, we're all going to be depressed this time, Sean. Yeah, which is normal for Monday, so that's okay. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, like I said, man, this this one's more of a leap of faith situation. Trying to play that that angle where I feel like Frankie's aged a bit and Tankino's got a lot to prove because it's his second appearance. But we'll see what happens. I mean, Frankie is a gritty guy. This is true. Next up in the flyweight division, we got Sergio Pettis. He's minus 135. And John Moraga is plus 115. I'm a big fan of both of these guys, man. I mean, John Moraga, Chicano John. He's a solid vet, dude. I mean, you make a mistake with this guy, he will capitalize. I mean, you recall that fight with Chris Carriasso. And Carriasso was winning the entire fight. One mistake. He gets choked out. Remember that uh, that combo that Moraga landed on a uh, on Ulysses Gomez in his debut. I mean, the guy can crack, and then obviously that fight with Scoggins. You know, Scoggins was taking him down at will, but uh, Moraga capitalized on one big mistake that Scoggins made and choked him out. Now with Sergio Pettis, you know he's never been dominated before. When he loses a fight, it's really due to a lack of concentration, in my opinion, because. In that Benoit fight, I mean, dude, that first round, he was looking like a motherfucking world champion. And, a bit, you know, he got a little bit cocky. I mean, the kid was like, what, 21, fucking 20 or some shit? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he got cut. He got knocked yeah. out. He was learning his craft. He was figuring it out. But since then, I mean, the two performances he's had since then are just, I'm blown away by this kid. And to me, he's got a lot more potential than his brother. And I'll, let me explain what I mean. You know, someone might say... uh well, his brother touched the belt and defended it, and Sergio hasn't. I'm like, yeah, this is true. Also in a different era of the sport, but if you look at it, Anthony, what he's known for are his kicks and his jiu-jitsu off his back. That's what he's known for. With Sergio, I mean, he's got the kicks, he's got the, the jiu-jitsu off his back, but he can also punch. I mean, he's dropped dudes before with his hands, and he's got decent offensive wrestling, man. I mean, if you kick Sergio Pettis, he's going to dump you on your back. He's done it in multiple fights. He'll sweep the leg as the sensei, uh, you know, the Cobra Kai sensei said in the Karate Kid. You know what I'm saying? Sergio is no joke. And I think what's going to happen here is that as long as Sergio keeps his concentration and he doesn't make any mistakes, he's going to pick apart John Moraga for three straight rounds. I feel like John's going to be guessing the entire time. He's going to be looking for that one big counter, and it's not going to be there for him. And, uh, you know, a lot of action came in on John Moraga. So, you know, it was it was originally that minus 170 Sergio. I was like, fuck all that. But now it's minus 135. You guys are coming in on Moraga? I'm going to go the other way and see what's up. Let's see who's right. I got Sergio Pettis. I got him in a one-unit parlay with uh, with the beatdown that's going down in the main event. Um, I, You know, when this fight was, was first going on, I was definitely looking to bet this fight. My, my idea on... Pettis is that he, you know, he's kind of a victim of that last name. He's not Showtime. That's that's not him. And then, you know, like you said, while he's still green and while he's still learning, he loses. He gets knocked out. He, you know, he looks bad towards the end of fights in some fights. 
But when he's looking good, he's looking pretty damn good. And, you know, he gets disrespected a lot because he's not his brother. You know what I'm saying? If he didn't have that last name, you'd think a lot more of this guy. You'd think this is an up-and-comer. This is a guy who could put something together uh, despite those losses. Um, you know, I, I, in my opinion, he's got something going on. He's going to be good in the future. Um, and when I'm looking at this fight, I was like, ooh, John Moraga, this could be a little bit too much too soon. And I will take, I'll take dog odds on, on Sergio. I can do that. And the main reason why I can do that is because Moraga looked terrible his last time out. And he didn't look terrible because he was getting beat. He looked terrible because he looked like he couldn't pull the trigger. He looked like he was questioning things in there. He, did, he wasn't putting anything together. Um, he is he is a guy who's floated around, and we've probably seen the ceiling on him. Uh, he's hit his head a couple times and come back down. He's had some good wins, but it, it really, is he going to make it back to the top? No. Is he thinking that about himself? Mm, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? That's always a bad, a bad thing. That's usually your first step to retirement. The problem with this fight is that Moraga absolutely has to think to get rid of Sergio, right? One big punch, one big combo gets rid of Sergio. Can that happen? Fuck yeah, that can happen. Uh, catch a sub in the third round because Moraga comes to life maybe a little bit in the, late in the fight when Sergio's fading. Yeah, fuck yeah, that can happen. So it's dangerous, and I was willing to go, say, plus 130-ish on Sergio. And when the odds came out, I was like, oh, okay, well, this story's fucking over with. And now it's, it's coming back, you know what I'm saying? It's getting close, but I need... I need a plus in front of that number. If I'm going to pick somebody, I'm going to pick Sergio, though, because I think uh, when you compare these two stories, I think Morago looking that bad last time out against a real jobber, let's be honest, um, I think that's the, 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 the bigger story here. I think that's the clearer thing to see. Um, but, yeah, Sergio. I don't know about Matthews Nicolau being a jobber, but... Moraga was, He's a jobber. Moraga was definitely hesitant to pull that trigger. There's, He's no, a there's no doubt he about probably, that. He probably had a gun-shy veteran in front of him and fucking didn't do anything either. So what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Prospects don't do that. Prospects jump on that. He did not jump on that. He's, he's walking around doing almost the same exact goddamn thing. It was awful. Yeah, man, I think Serge is about to pick him apart, all three, keep him guessing, and I get that unanimous decision. So, like I said, one unit so. on the parlay. Not big with the parlays, but when I do, it's situations like this. I think it's going to cash. Next up, Court McGee's minus 105, and Ben Saunders is minus 115. I mean, <laughs> flip a coin, you know what I'm saying? But I think Court is the way tougher guy, and I think that Ben might have the better technique. I mean, you remember when Ben knocked out uh, Marcus Davis with those nasty knees from the clinch. That was a devastating knockout. But when things don't go Ben's way, he folds up, man, straight up. And, I mean, it's not just the Douglas Lima fights. I mean, what about the Mike Swick fight? What about the Patrick Cote fight? Even the Kenny Robertson fight. But uh, Ben does have a nice, uh, you know, nice elbows from bottom in that rubber guard. But if you can neutralize it like Cote did, you should be good to go. Court McGee seems to me like the kind of guy that can neutralize it, even though... I think that Court only has two to three more fights left in his career. You know, he's had a million back surgeries. I mean, the dude's stiff as a board. 
I think his toughness will carry him through this one, man, as long as he doesn't get knocked out with a big knee, which is totally possible. I mean, Santiago uh, knocked him out, but Santiago's a pinpoint machine. I, I don't think of Saunders that way. However, this is a fight. Quartz at the end of his career, it could totally happen, but he's got way more heart than Ben Saunders, man. So I, I'm going to go with Court McGee. Yeah, this is a total fucking crapshoot. This is tough, and the and the total is tough as well. Um, I am not a believer in Ben Saunders. I don't like rubber guard. I don't, if you use rubber guard, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I've, I've almost never seen it turn out in anything good once that happens. Like, I don't like that at all. Um, the jiu-jitsu besides the rubber guard is definitely sharp. That's, that's apparent. He can, he can lock up a sub on you. Uh, the power is there. The length is there. It's absolutely the knees and elbows are there. That's true. This is a dangerous guy who, uh, you know, not only can you weather what he's giving you and then beat him up, you can just beat him up too. You know what I'm saying? You can impose your will on him, and it seems like it shuts all of that stuff down. Um, you know, always been a kind of a flimsy dude to me, a talented but but flimsy dude. And he's getting pretty long in the tooth, too. The, I don't know how old he is, but he's definitely in the last couple years for sure. Uh, Court McGee, on the other hand, boy, did I get lucky last time because I had big bets on Court McGee and the over, and that looked fucking risky as shit during that. I'm watching that going, ooh, I'm not going to get this one. It's going to be bad. And then, you know, we did get it, but he didn't look right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Court McGee is super tough, but it's not like Arturo Gotti level tough. It's not like this legendary tough. He's like a workman journeyman tough, and that has to go away sooner or later. He's always been hittable. He looked even more hittable last time. Can uh, Ben Saunders, you know, exploit that and land something big on him and completely turn the fight around and, and coast from there, like keep doing what he's doing and win from there? Yeah. Can he finish there? Yeah. Um, can Court McGee finish? Uh, that's tougher, you know what I'm saying? Ben Saunders is a, fin- is a finishable dude, but how does Ben or, or how does Court McGee finish? He's not really that big of a puncher just to eradicate him in one shot. Uh, the ground and pound should be, ba- you know, basically get neutralized by sub attempts repeatedly. I have a hard time seeing Court McGee finish, and Court McGee in three rounds last time looked real shaky. So I I don't know who's going to win this one. I'm going to pick Court McGee because I, I think that uh, Ben Saunders is, is flimsy enough to get grinded down the stretch, but I wouldn't be surprised in almost any outcome here. Uh, I usually love overs in Court McGee fights, but after that last performance and in this particular matchup, I'm going to avoid that one too. So no bets, but I'll pick Court McGee. Co-main event of the evening. We got Joe Lozon. He's minus 140. Marcin Held is plus 120. I mean, how many times we got to talk about these leg lock guys, Sean? It's either first round leg oh, yeah. lock or bust. I mean, that's the bottom line. Either he's going to tap out Joe Lozon or he's going to quit. Now, in his last fight against uh, Diego Sanchez, I mean, he got finished in that fight. I know it's officially a unanimous decision, but if you go back and watch it, uh, it wasn't Diego Sanchez who was laying on the canvas for five minutes straight after that fight. It was Marcin Hilt. He got finished in that fight. Um so, but that was also in, in the notorious Mexican elevation. You know what I'm saying? This is back in sea level. Dudes usually look better in their second appearances. But, man, Joe is just, he's definitely tougher, that's for sure. It's just about, is he going to survive the leg lock attacks or not? I know Joe's really good on the ground, but 
let's not act like Joe's a lock here, man, because, you know, Joe's a 50-50 fighter. If we're going to be completely honest, he's cost us all money many times. So to act like he's a lock here, I completely disagree with it. However, I do think he's going to win because he's tougher. But, I, dude, I mean, he's cost me money in the past. I'm not going to be surprised if Marcin taps him out. But got to go with Joe because, you know, I don't pick quitters, Sean. I'm so surprised on this line, or I really am. Like, uh, you know that I was all the way in with Diego last time out. Uh, you know, a tough veteran with really good jiu-jitsu, probably on the way out, probably at the end of his career. Um, you know, you throw the elevation in there, and I'm like, there's no way Held's cardio survives that because Held's cardio fucking basically doesn't survive anything. There was talk about Held's striking going into that fight. I've fucking i've still never seen anything having to do with health and striking like it's it's the most pedestrian shit ever uh and leg locks are, are no longer some sneaky new shit that people are not figuring out in the gym where some some guy you've never heard of crawls out from underneath a rock and does some shit to you that you've never had done to you before those times are over so if you're a leg lock specialist <clears throat> and you're not like fucking dean lister or something like that i don't know you know what I'm saying? It's not getting it done these days. So the same exact reasons why I like Diego there is the same exact reasons why I like Lozon here. Uh, the, the, the shittier part about the Lozon that is that Lozon's cardio is, it, although it has looked good, you know, it looked good against Miller, um, Lozon's cardio is spotty at best. Uh, but the jiu-jitsu is not. The jiu-jitsu is super good. The striking is way better than Helms. And just another gritty veteran. It's like they gave him the same damn fight again. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Sean, do I think can, that Diego... Can I say one thing yeah. about that? Here's my only comment about that. Go for it. Okay, so, yeah, Joe Lozon knocked out Diego. You know, you can make the argument he's the better guy. But look, here, here's my thing with that. When Marcin was attacking the leg locks with Diego, we know Diego is a super flexible guy. I mean, he's one of those dudes that fucking does yoga and asana. You know what I'm saying? So getting a leg lock on Diego is going to be really tough to do. But my question here is, if Joe Lozon is in this, those exact same situations and positions that Diego was in, will he survive them? Because I'm not sure that he's as flexible as Diego is. Because, dude, some of that shit was deep. It's just a matter of Diego being, you know, he's so fucking limber and tough as fuck. I just think that was a veteran guy going, ooh, don't get leg locks. Let's, let's train a way out of leg locks over and over again. Uh, Joe Lozon is absolutely thinking the same thing. Marcin Held brings that thing, that, that one thing. There's nothing else to be fucking scared of. You know what I'm saying? And, and why does his cardio keep failing? Why does his cardio fail his whole career? Because he's why a leg is that lock the guy. Point over and over and over and over and over. like what is he? I don't I don't see it at all. What leg lock guy? Again, what leg lock guy doesn't fade? That? What leg lock guy doesn't fade if he doesn't get the first round submission? You know what I'm saying? There is no leg. There is no leg lock guys. There is no leg lock guys. When that was some brand new shit. And, and you didn't know it was coming. It, you know, it was like Alan Belcher broke the leg lock guy. You know what I'm saying? That was once and for all. Okay, if you think the leg locks are, are that deadly and you want to try to commit both your hands to my leg and, and I'm on top of you the whole time, how about I just spin around in circles and intermittently punch you in the face until I win the round that way? Uh, Alan Belcher's stopped it for once and for all. The leg lock, leg lock guys need something new uh, and something sneaky again. 
and uh, Marcin Held doesn't have it. I will take the gritty veteran with good jujitsu, way more experience, probably better cardio, and definitely better better striking again. So 2.2 units. I got Lozon at minus 110. Uh, let's go again. Let's let's send Held back to Bellator. <laughs> Man, that Alan, that Alan Belcher fight, the way he fought the hands against Tokino, it was just something to behold. And yeah, that that really could have been the you know the end of an era for the leg lock guys. But even even yeah, that even, was it. That was the end of it being sneaky. But dude, even before that, man, I mean, when Tokino wouldn't get that first round leg lock, he would lose. I mean, the fight with Nate Marcor, the fight with Dan Henderson. I mean, I can go on. So it, it's not a and not know, to it's mention, not a fluke. Not to mention he was a special case because he's, he's Ian Entwistle, leg lock. Oh, yeah, him too. Good. He's Ryan Hall, leg lock good, but he's also the goddamn Hulk. So he's like, even if you're sneaking out of shit, you can still muscle your goddamn leg apart. You know what I'm saying? That's a weird fucking combination. All these other leg lock guys, they don't do it that way. You know what I'm saying? They're finessing you into something, into a trap. You know what I'm saying? So... If one of these leg lock guys was like him and like a, a fucking monster on top of it and could just grab it and make it do what it, what he wants it to do, that's a different story. But as far as the 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 sneaky pale guy sneaking one on you, I don't know. I'm not I'm not seeing it no more. Main event of the evening: Yair El Pantera Rodriguez. He's minus four eighty five. The comeback on BJ Penn is plus three eighty five. Now, Sean. Before I ever bet on fights, you know, with a book or whatever, you'd bet with your friends. And one of the first bets I ever made was GSP to beat BJ Penn. $20 bet with my friend. And, uh, man, the only things I was worried about in that fight was, uh, you know, BJ Penn trying to get a high guard or something like that because GSP beat the fuck out of him. You know what I mean? That was one of those life changers. I'm talking about the second time, UFC 94. And, uh... But man, he he came back, and then you know he he had his career defining performances against Ken Flo and Diego Sanchez, and uh, even Matt Hughes after that, man. But you know his last four fights, just they took everything out of him. You could make the argument Frankie Edgar did in one of the first two fights, but he still came back and had that twenty second knockout over Matt Hughes. It but, was it was it was probably Nick Diaz that that. Said the goodbye forever. Well, you think? Well, I, I was there. We're going to talk about that in a sec. So after the twenty-second knockout of Matt Hughes in two thousand ten, might I add? So he goes out there against John Fitch, right? And a lot of people thought that fight was closer than it actually was. I mean, I watched it the other night, and John Fitch won that fight. But it's so funny. It's so frustrating to watch Fitch fight because you know he's so strong and he gets all these opportunities to land massive ground and pound. And, I mean, he only lifts his hands up like three inches and does these little baby punches. He could have beat the fuck out of BJ Penn. But, you know, that John Fitch has always been criticized for not finishing fights. So he did, he, But he fitched him, right? So, in my opinion, Fitch won that decision, but Penn didn't take too much damage. Then Penn comes out there against uh, Nick Diaz in 2011. And, dude, he got his life changed, man. I was there. I mean, the whole crowd was standing up because, I mean... It was like Nick was setting a significant strike record on BJ's face. And, you know, BJ retired after the fight. He said, look, I can't keep coming home to my daughter looking like this. Dana White was like, I want to see him retire. You know, we've seen him look like an alien more than once. And uh, 
you know how BJ's always had the rivalry with TriStar, so he calls out Rory McDonald, and listen to this shit. Uh, so BJ was like plus 220 in that fight, and BJ has the ability to cut a promo in a way where you believe that he's back. I mean, he was, you know, po- he posted a 15 second clip of him shadow boxing on his driveway with some fucking reggae music, and I was like, all right, he's back. He's gonna knock out Rory. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, dude, uh, so BJ's always been known for never being knocked down, never being knocked out, right? Never being wobbled. So the Nick Diaz fight, he, you know. Oh, and he was also known for not bleeding, not getting, you know, his face marked up. The Nick Diaz fight was the first time his face got fucked up. The Rory McDonald fight was the first time that BJ Penn wobbled. And the Frankie Edgar fight was the first time he truly got finished. I mean, you can, you know, reference back to the second Matt Hughes fight or to the second GSP fight. But, you know, he if it was up to him, he would have continued. In the Frankie Edgar fight, the third one... There, there was no uh, continuing. You know what I'm saying? And the dude's finally getting cut open. Firstly, this guy shouldn't be fighting at 145. You know, the argument was he should fight at 55. That's where he's at his best, you know, when he was training with the Marinovich brothers. But word on the street was that, you know, he didn't want to put in the work because he'd come home, he couldn't even hold his baby. That's how hard they worked him. But, I mean, that's what it takes to be a world champion. I mean, the dude already accomplished everything. A belt at welterweight, a belt at lightweight. I mean, what else is there to do? He's retired his last three fights in a row because he got destroyed his last three fights in a row. And since the last time BJ Penn won a fight, a guy named Yair Rodriguez had his entire career unfold. And uh, you know how BJ Penn was the next generation back when he was the man? Well, now Yair Rodriguez is the next generation, and he's the fucking man. Because, look, when Anthony Pettis did the Showtime kick, it was like, wow, you know, he did that one flashy move, you know, after uh, after an entire fight. He did that in the fifth round of a title fight. Wow, that's incredible. With Yair Rodriguez, he'll do that shit as much as someone else does a jab. I mean, he'll be spinning the entire fight. And in his last fight, he went all five rounds in altitude doing that. I'm so impressed by this kid. Oh, and speaking of which, he's just a kid. He's like 23, 24. So he gets better every single time he fights. He's fought in altitude multiple times since the last time BJ Penn won a fight. And, uh, man, I think that what's going to happen here is he's going to flying head kick knock him out. You know what I'm saying? I think that, like I mentioned, every single time BJ Penn's fought, the last few times it's progressively got worse. You know, the, like I said, the Nick Diaz fight was the first time his face got marked up. The Rory McDonald fight was the first time he wobbled. The Frankie Edgar fight was the first time he legit got finished. And this is going to be the first time that he gets knocked out stiff, man. And he's going to get carried out. It's going to be really sad to watch. You know, you can make the argument, oh, Yair, you know, he he does a a flashy kick. He falls to his back. BJ gets on top, passes guard, maybe chokes him out. I just don't see that happening, man. I think if they go to the ground, I think Yair's going to have something to prove there too. Once again, BJ should not be fighting at 45. And he looked terrible with Dolce there. Dolce's got a track record of no one's ever missed weight with Dolce. If if you gave me plus money on BJ Penn missing weight, I would actually take it, Sean. Because, I mean, dude, the last time he made 45, the only time he made 45 was two and a half years ago, dude. And now he's fucking 38 trying to make 45. The, the lighter weight classes are a young man's game. You know what I'm saying? It's a young man's division. And uh, this is just wrong place, wrong time. Firstly, I got five units on Yair straight. I played the opener. I parlayed it with Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy's unfortunately not on the card anymore. So now I got five on Yair straight. That's no problem for me because I'm confident it's going to win. And then I got another unit on Yair parlayed with Sergio Pettis. So all in all, I got six units on uh, Yair Rodriguez. And I'm feeling good about it, man. And BJ's going to retire for the fourth time in a row. I don't. I don't blame you, Daniel. This, 
Look, this has every goddamn red flag attached to it ever. Uh, when when it was Seaver, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm betting Seaver. Uh, I think Seaver gets to him with hands and, and spin kicks him in the gut just like Seaver does. I think he gets him. Uh, when it was Cole Miller, I was a little more apprehensive because the way that Cole Miller was talking, which we you know eventually saw was – a real and a problem, and and he's probably done. Uh, when it was Ricardo Lamas, it was like lay any amount of money that you want on any price and just put it on Ricardo Lamas to finish in a five-round fight. You're out of your fucking mind. Um, the idea of BJ Penn coming back and looking good uh, has been uh, tantalizing at the beginning. You're like, maybe, oh, uh, but no. And then next time, what if he did this? You know, he's still BJ. No. And then what if he did, but maybe at this weight class? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's no now. There's no more maybe. It's over. We know. It's proven. It's convicted. We know. Okay? He's, he's done. It doesn't matter which camp. And, and if you're going to say him at this camp, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't just fucking play patty cake with BJ Penn and let him hang out and – but would they? They got a lot of fighters there. They all love BJ Penn, right? That's a guarantee. They probably love fucking hanging out and training with BJ Penn, right? You know what I'm saying? Do you think? Dude, he's not. He's BJ not even Penn? at Jackson's, man. I mean, he like did a little stint at Jackson's. Now he's at the lab because he thinks if he trains with Bruce Leroy, he's gonna know Yair's game. I mean, the dude's a fucking habitual gym hopper. This is nothing new. And I mean, like you said, they all love him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was just, oh, it's BJ Penn. You know what I mean? So to me, like, right. uh, I'm not. I don't know. I, I have. I have. Uh, go ahead. I don't care if he's training at Jackson's. I don't care if he's training at the lab. Doesn't matter if he's training at King's MMA with Master Hoffa. It's over. I, I also believe it's over. I think if you're if you're lighting up one of your childhood heroes in a sparring match, and you're seeing that he's broken, and you could do whatever you want to him, you probably don't do it, what you want to him. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're an asshole if you go to make your name off of a, a super old beaten up BJ Penn. I don't think that happens to him a lot. I think a lot of the problems with his fights not happening uh, is, is forms of self-sabotage. You know, maybe he doesn't really want to do this. Maybe he does sometimes and then doesn't other times. I don't trust any of this shit, but it, I don't trust it because it's him in this situation. I don't really trust it in anyone in this situation. You got a peak for a fight that you didn't make fucking 30 billion times and now you finally got one and you've got a young hungry dude and a five rounder and let's add this saw this 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 young hungry guy is not going to be starstruck yair does not give a fuck if it's bj penn i heard him talk he's like he does not give two shits that it's bj penn he's not gonna fucking you know go out there and high five and hug him he's gonna try to take his head off I, I fucking hope so, because that would be a giant mistake if you're going to let the guy into the fight. We we just saw this this same kind of thing with with Ronda Rousey. If you're going to take this layoff and have all these questions, you certainly don't want somebody who's going to put you in the fire early. You want time to adjust. You want time to talk to yourself. You want time to feel normal, and you want to ease into a fight. The worst thing that can happen is somebody who's not going to let you ease into a fight at all. You know what I'm saying? This is this is going to happen to BJ Penn on Sunday. Um, I don't. 
there's just every red flag possible. I also have five units on the Arier Rodriguez was parlayed with Jimmy. Jimmy's gone. I had an uh, the extra open spot, so now it's just an open parlay with Yair at minus 380 or whatever the opener was. Um, if I'm going to say BJ Penn wins this fight, how does BJ win? win? It's boxing. Uh, I still don't trust Rodriguez's boxing. His middle-range stuff is not great, um, and BJ Penn has always been a great boxer. You know what I'm saying? Can he can he throw something in there and, and land? Sure. Is he going to look like he did in the Frankie fight where he's white as a sheet and he's up on his tippy toes and his head is super high? I don't even know where – why would you do that? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that was that was really bad. That was really bad. If he comes in looking anything like that, it's, it's going to get ugly for him quickly. Uh you know, this has every single red flag that I never turned down. So I'm not turning this down and uh, I'm comfortable with five units on it as, as well. And I mean, I've already said it twice, but I feel like not enough people emphasize the fact that BJ's in the wrong fucking weight class. I mean, well, let's take away the past is prime, you know, the mental issues, everything. The dude should not be fighting at 45, Sean. No, absolutely. Anytime, anytime an old guy makes a, a, a downwards weight cut I'm always like oh not good you know what I'm saying and this is the like this is the biggest case of that ever what are you doing you know what I'm saying what are you doing now of all times like don't you want to make yourself a little more comfortable and just do 55 instead yeah. I don't I don't I don't know I wish I knew what BJ Penn's goal was you know what I'm saying what does he want Dude, he wants to go out on a win even he, 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 he doesn't know what he wants man <clears throat> I mean, his, very strange, his head's been bounced off the canvas like a basketball so many damn times that, you know, someone's got to step up and be like, listen, man, you're a fucking former two-division champ. Like, give it up, man. You're the original champ champ. You know, you know what I'm saying? So to me, I'm it's, just, I'm just it's like... It's not... Yeah. Go ahead, man. No, go, no, you know what I'm going to say. I mean, it's just like, uh, it's, come on, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. I agree with you totally. And, it, you know, we've seen this... If you've been watching fights for a long time, it fucking, fuck it, even a short time. You've seen this a bunch of times. It's this guy, it's Anderson Silva wants to feel like Anderson Silva. He wants to do, he wants to be himself again. BJ Penn wants to feel like BJ Penn and be himself again. But it's passed you by. It, it, time gets to everyone. And, it, and you're not even an active fighter who's making, you know what I'm saying, who's falling down the cliff and looking to grab on one more time and win. You're a guy who's disappeared and came back worse multiple times, and now you've disappeared again. You've come back and almost fought three times, and now you're in a five-rounder with a hot-shit prospect. This is bad. This is as bad as it gets. You know what I'm saying? This This is a time where BJ Penn does not look like BJ Penn. And and really, the self sabotage is, is is evident to me. Is evident to me. And, and there's time for this fight to still not happen, too. Think about that. There's oh, yeah. plenty of time. And I won't be surprised if yeah. he misses weight either, dude. Straight up. That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is not going to get better this week. This is not. We're not going to be surprised on weigh-ins and go, "Wow, look at BJ." We're not going to be thinking that. We're going to be like, "Oh shit." 
why is why is his lips gray? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why does he look so sad? It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Yeah, and I mean, the dude, if he, were, if he were to take a fight, you know, he should be against Gray Maynard, maybe even Artem, but fuck, I'd pick Artem over him too, you know what I'm saying? It, it's over, man. Right, like, and, and my whole thing is, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dana White, you know, with Chuck, he, he sat Chuck down, and he's like, look, man, it's over, bro, you know, like, call it. I, I don't know why the same thing hasn't happened with BJ. Is BJ just that stubborn to the point where, you know, they they feel obligated to give him a fight because it's kind of ridiculous that he's still fighting straight up and also like you mentioned like the Cole Miller fight okay you know Cole has like zero fight in him nowadays so maybe BJ could have got it done but like from fucking Ricardo to Yair I mean both of those are just uh, they're death sentences and I think in a way the UFC is kind of sending a message to be like look man you, you really want to fight all right. Let's see what you got. Here you go. Here's Yair Rodriguez. You, you feel me on that, Sean? Because like they would have thrown yeah. him a softball, then and he would have won. Maybe he would have thought that it's not over. But now, I mean, they just gotta let him know. And I think giving him Yair is uh, letting him know. It's just if you're Dana White and BJ Penn, who's a legend for real, says I want to fight still. I think as as Dana White, you have to say you got it, dude. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not fighting. It's not my fucking brain. You've given your whole shit to this game. You want another, you got another. But let's give him a cupcake, hope that he looks good, beats the cupcake, and then goes home fulfilling whatever he wanted to fulfill. Now you've got a situation where he's probably going to look like shit, and and the, the prospect that you're selling him to doesn't have a ton to gain by this. If If... Yair Rodriguez uh, demolishes DJ in, in two minutes.
These always kind of mean the same thing to me. Um, the fight to watch, the fight to watch is, is Yair Rodriguez versus BJ Penn because it's, it's half an exciting up-and-coming prospect and half a sideshow who might come back to life and make everybody super happy. Well, except for me and you. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's this, no matter what, there's an element of, of what is BJ going to do, what's he going to look like, how bad is it going to be, or could he even possibly look good? Uh, and on the other side of that, it's like you, you probably are going to get to see Yair Rodriguez have target practice 